Welcome to the Practice X Factor, the podcast to help provide you with tools, ideas, and real-world insight to grow your practice 2x, 5x, or even 10x. Welcome to the podcast today. We've got a great guest on and uh, really helps you to learn and hopefully implement some growth strategies in your practice. So we have on Keith Lee, Keith Lee Business Systems, and he has a second company, which is 3D Mail Results, and he uh, owns that with his son, Travis Lee, as well. And uh, I'm actually a past and client of both those companies, which is pretty cool. And uh, that's why I uh, asked Keith to be on today because I love the things they offer and the services, and they've certainly helped my practice. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Keith. Thanks for taking some time. And uh, what's going on today? Hey, it's great to be here, Tyler, and uh, thank you for your business, both me and Travis at 3D Mail uh, Results there. And hey, my what's going on today, my top of my list is talking with you today. And actually, uh, we great. talked a little bit too. I'm taking a little bit of this time to re reevaluate and, and take a look at my primary web, website, keithlee.com, to see if, uh, see if I want to be making any changes on that. So that's what's going on today. Yeah, you know, I know for us, it was kind of ironic when uh, things slowed down, we were actually able to rebuild some things and start some new, you know, uh, marketing projects in the practice. And uh, I'm actually slightly jealous that that time's gone. Grateful that we're back seeing patients. Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful for that. But, uh, you know, now it's kind of managing how to get that, that extra planning time back. And so it uh, sounds yep. like you're making good use of that time. Yep, yep. Uh, I did a lot of uh, sharing with my, my list on things to do while they, we were in the COVID thing, but uh, that slowed down to a couple times a week now instead of daily. So uh, so I'm, I'm working on uh, some other things now. Right. Well, great. Well, and, and I... Uh, you know, for our listeners, um, a cool thing with the 3D mail results, Keith and I are both members of a, a business group. And while back at a convention, um, he had a booth set up with some displays and 3D mail. They have really cool lumpy mail or bulky mail things you can send to patients and clients. And one of them they have are these trash cans. Yeah. And uh, when he had his booth set up, I walked up and, you know, hadn't, we hadn't met in person. And he said, hey, have you heard of us? And I said, absolutely. I buy those trash cans from you guys, and they're awesome. So we do a, we do a trash can uh, mailer to our patients each year to let them know not to throw their insurance benefits in the trash. And that's been pretty cool. And we've had some fun uh, results with that and something very different and unique to get a, get a trash can in the mail, a little plastic trash can. Yeah, that's fun. It, it, so, it, that that ends up being the envelope, the tra- little trash planet can itself. It's a cool little mailer. <laughs> yeah. So how, tell us how how you kind of got into 3D mail and some things that you've seen work well for dental practices and small businesses and private practices that you guys uh, use a lot. Well, that uh, trash can mailer is is a great one, and and like uh, you talked about, you using it, you use it to uh, to not throw away your uh, dental benefits that you have at the end of the year, and so you actually just take up that uh, that letter that you're sending, and you actually crumple it up, and so it it's kind of a and who who could resist you know opening up a uh, a plastic trash can that comes their way. Another one that works really well that we find is is a worry doll. 
a real genuine Guatemalan little worry doll. It's only about an inch big or maybe maybe an inch and a half. And so it goes into a regular envelope, but it's lumpy. So people have to make sure and open it. No, nobody can not open something that comes lumpy. They've got to find out what's in it. And, and that's mm-hmm. uh, a letter that dentists and orthodontists and those kind of people use to say, hey, we're worried about you. We haven't seen, seen, of, seen you or, or you were in and, and we gave you this recommendation on uh, work that needs to be done and uh, you haven't been in and got that done yet. We're, we're concerned about you. We're worried about you. And goes on and tells the story of the worry doll and that kind of stuff so it's kind of a fun thing to do yeah we uh actually you know we so we've done the trash cans two years in a row and it was interesting this year we didn't have uh quite as good of an initial response so we sent them out late in 2019 we didn't have quite as good of initial response now it was a good response still worth doing you know i think we had maybe three to one or four to one return on the front end but, uh, That's not too bad of a response. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you can't, you can't shake it. I think the year before we had like a 16 to 1, you know, so I'm comparing it to shooting for the moon, you know. But that was initially it was 3 or 4 to 1, but we've had a couple patients come in each, you know, doing one or $2,000 worth of work several months after, you know, even, even after the year had turned over. I had a patient just a couple weeks ago. She came in to get a crown done or something and said, hey, by the way, that trash can you sent me, that was great. I love that. She didn't even bring up the offer in it. She didn't even bring the trash can, but we just know that that was part of the relationship building that helped bring her back in. So when I say three or four to one, it actually was much higher. That was just within, you know, the first couple of weeks. So it's a good yeah, lesson yeah. that we have to be, you know, not everything comes in a day sometimes. Yeah, and a lot of it is that so. relationship building. Um, staying in front of them, yeah. and, and and so they don't forget you. And and every, you know, we we especially with the 3D mail, we're looking to want to make, have a a real good positive ROI on that kind of stuff. But you and I both know Tyler from the group that we're in. Everything doesn't lead to a positive response all the time. Sometimes you just need to do mm-hmm. some things that make sure you're in front of them and make sure that you're, you're the person they think about when they need your services. So, so that's, that's one of them, too. Well, and I think, you know, in dentistry, most of us dentists were such A-type perfectionists. You know, we want to know, hey, if I'm filling this tooth or putting an implant, I want to have a 90 to 99% success rate. That's the kind of numbers are in front of us. And I would say, you know, with, with marketing your dental services, it's very different. You could have a 20%, a 1%, sometimes even a quarter percent response, and that's all you need to really have a high return on it. So as dentists, that's a, a challenge for us is we kind of have to flip our mindset upside down when it comes to marketing and not expect such a high return because you don't need it if, if you've constructed the, the campaign correctly, you know, and if you're, yeah, you're putting that, the right that, things out to your patients. That's exactly right. And we have a dentist, he's in the same group that I know you from, and Dr. Um, Anglis up in Crown Point, Indiana. They, he does like restorative dentistry. He does the full mouth things and that type of thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, his wife, Nancy, is a hygienist and, and runs the office, is really the person who does the marketing and that stuff. And one of the, ty- one of the days at one of those uh, meetings that you and I go to, she came, comes running up to me and she's like, Keith, you cannot believe the results we had on this thing. And they did the uh, worry doll. And people had been in and, and got quotations for and 
whatever your terms are for it. It's probably not a quotation, but they've gotten the uh, yeah. uh, quotation for the to have the work done, and they had followed that up then with this worry doll, and they'd spent like twelve hundred dollars on the uh, on the mailing of the worry doll. And she came up and she said, Keith, we just sent that out. It was something like a week and a half ago or whatever when I saw her, and we've already booked a hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of of work. Wow. Now that's not normal. Okay, that's not normal. But yeah. if you've got the right numbers, again, they're doing very expensive full mouth uh, restorations and things like that. It was cool. crazy. And then she actually told me about a year later that they were able to actually trace more than $200,000 back to that letter. Again, again, they yeah. had work up front. They did the, you know, they, they did their exams. They gave the person the treatments that they should have and the, and the cost and the investment of all that. But, you know, it was the worry doll that got them to finally say, okay, I better get in and get this done. So it was pretty cool. That's amazing. Well, and like you said, that's higher than expected. But even if you had one or two people come in out of a thousand you know yeah in her case in their case incredibly their numbers high return that they, on that. yep in their case their numbers that they needed to uh, make it work well again if you get one tenth of one percent return or or maybe two tenths of one percent it's enough on that kind of thing so just depends you just got to know your numbers that's why one of the questions that we get asked a lot is, you know, what kind of response rate can I expect? And it's really not the right question to even ask. The right question to be asking is, what can I be looking at a return on investment when we're all done? If you're doing something where you're selling a product, now this isn't going to be a dentist in most cases, but if you're selling a $19.97 product and you're trying to use something like direct mail, you're going to have to have one heck of a good offer <laughs> to make that those numbers yeah, work. Sure. Not quite the kind of numbers we're looking at in dentistry, you know. So so the response rate can be way lower. Especially if you're looking at if it's a new client, maybe a new mover campaign where you're you're campaigning to get people who have moved into your area and we can get those lists for people easily. Um, and you're doing a new mover campaign and you uh, figure out the lifetime value of that new patient that may end up at your practice and not only that new patient, but maybe that patient and their family, you can probably expect to spend uh, or be happy spending a bit more than that person who's selling a 1995 uh, retail item. You know, you're looking at the lifetime value of that of that patient coming in, and if they're a new mover, they're likely getting the same letter from all kinds of places. They're getting this welcome to our neighborhood, da da da, come in and da 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 da. Now, most of them get thrown away without even being open, but if you're doing something lumpy inside that letter to welcome them, they're for sure going to open it. And when they when they open that lumpy mail, if you will, they're going to read at least the first few sentences. So take that in place of the letter or the postcard that just gets thrown away and not looked at at all. If you're in the direct mail business, you know that half of direct mail gets thrown away without ever being looked at. Another half of it gets thrown away after just uh, look, opening it and looking at, the, taking a cursory glance at it and opening it. And, you know, so you know if you're doing something like lumpy mail, you're you're already four times ahead because it's going to get open and it's going to get those first few sentences read because people are wondering, you know, why is this person sending me a bug? 
a little plastic bug. This is the last time I'm going to bug you, okay? We would love to see you in our office uh, so that you can get your first uh, whitening for free when you da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Or they're sending out a, a campaign that's to someone they haven't seen in a while, and the phone calls haven't worked, and they decide that they're going to send out a boomerang, and the boomerang is, uh, we want you back. Well, that boomerang is going to get opened. It's a little boomerang. You don't need a huge envelope for it. It fits in a number size, number 12 envelope, and it works really well to make sure that it gets opened. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, we, as practice owners or small business owners, you know, we have to look out for our expenses. But I think when it comes to making a profit, which is important to stay in business, you know, I kind of like to think that 75% of my energy should be focused more on the top line of increasing the total, what we would call collections or other business would call revenue. But, you know, yep. majority of that effort should be spent on, you know, what can I get out of this by investing, you know, and then the other 25% we can be careful of. I mean, I hate waste. I detest waste, you know, but I think time is the worst thing to waste and we can step over dollars picking up pennies if we're not thinking about, hey, you know, it might cost me a little more postage to send a bug out or a trash can than it would just a letter. But right now people are home more and people are getting lots of mail and uh, maybe you can tell us what trends you expect to see because uh, people are home more mail may become more effective because people may be around more to read their mail. Well, we find, I mean, people have been saying the death of direct mail for a couple decades now. And, you know, the reality is that we see no death whatsoever. In fact, we see the people using it getting better results than ever. And here's why. Uh, so many people think it is the death. So many people, if you've got a business, email is free. So you inundate people with email. You get on the web when you have maybe Facebook ads or whatever the case may be because they're cheap. They're, you know, this kind of thing. The reality is, is that people are getting less direct mail. They're getting no creative direct mail like we do. And so it stands out even more. And, and we're seeing that all the time. But that's not even, my talking about it isn't even the important thing. The important thing about direct mail is that you can measure it easily. So Mm -hmm. you keep track of your expense, you keep track of your revenue from it, your collections from it, and you decide whether it works or not. And because you can measure it so easily, as long as you just put up some easy measurements, I mean, just make sure that, you know, if somebody's calling in um, and they mention the trash can or you ask, well, how did you find out about it? Whatever the case may be. Oh, I got your little worry doll in the mail or, or I got your little packet of shredded money that made sure that, uh, you know, I didn't waste my time and my efforts running all around to, to find the right dentist or whatever the case may be, whatever the message is. And that's what attracted me to, you know, the, the marketing group that you and I belong to, Tyler, is in the very first mm-hmm. place, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I've always been good in math. I, had, <laughs> I don't even want to go into it, but I had five different uh, <laughs> um, majors before I decided what I wanted to actually graduate college from, and all of them had to do with math, and I finally ended up taking a marketing course, and I ended up graduating in marketing because I loved it. I didn't really love the math. I was just good at it. But I've always been a numbers guy. And that's the 
best thing, maybe not the, yeah, it is the best thing. It's the best thing about direct mail and 3D mail is that you have, it's, it's easy for you to um, measure what it costs and it's easy for you to measure what you get back. And that's why it's been part of my businesses for, oh gosh, huge part since 1992. 1992, I sent out my first real direct mail campaign back when I had a company called American Retail Supply. We sent out 500 letters to retailers in in Alaska. I used uh, 3D mail for that letter, and uh, we got a 37% response rate on that letter. Uh, craziness. Now, again, depending on what you're doing, a 2% or a 1% response rate is great. In this case, 37% was crazy good. We actually wow. ended up with one customer from that mailing. The, the mailing, uh, it was a three-step mailing that we talk about in the stuff we do. So we sent three separate letters before we were done with it. 500 clients. Let's see, what was it? The first one, buck fifty. So it cost us $2.50 per person that we sent that out to. And I can trace back at least $10 million to that first letter. Now that was craziness. That was craziness. We just, we hit it. We had one client alone that bought over a million dollars from us over the time. Again, that was in 1992. That client is still a customer of that, uh, of that business today. Five years after I sold it, they're still a customer. I'm wow. sure they are today. They were a customer when I sold it five years ago. But that's the lifetime value of a customer, of a patient, of whoever you're talking yeah. about. And again, again, that's not just really relevant, but what, the reason I bring that all up is that you can know your numbers. You can track your numbers. Even, you know, that was a 1992 mailing. I, I was able to, we coded Everybody who came in on that mailing is coming in from that mailing. So when I sold that business 23 years later, I still knew what that mailing returned to us over those years. Okay, so that that's the big thing is the numbers, and you know most dentists can understand that. I mean, you didn't get a you didn't get to be a dentist by being terrible at math. <laughs> you know, you got to have yeah, some of that. Sure. You got to you got to be pretty good at math, and you got to get through all of those classes in dental school and pre pre med and whatever else. So, well, yeah, I, I always like to say, you know, with my team at the offices, if the math doesn't work, nothing else will, and we. Yep. We're so reliant on our schedule and staying on time, yep. feeding our patients on time, making sure we're giving them accurate estimates of their treatment. And it requires a lot of work, so we got to make sure the numbers work. And I'm with you. I'm a numbers geek, too, because it's, it's amazing what you can figure out just by getting a blank sheet of paper and a pencil out and scribbling some things down. And, you know, that's where some of the best ideas come from, even with all the apps and everything we have today. It's just good old-fashioned calculator and paper is uh, often the best well, and, way to fix and, things. So. Yeah, and, and you know your numbers from your trash can mailing, right? That's why you know. Okay, yeah, one, year, yeah. one year, my initial rate of return on it was really, really good. The next year, the initial rate was just good, but the overall rate over time was really, really good again. You know, if you know those yeah. numbers, it really becomes just a no-brainer to whether you do it again or you don't. The other cool thing, and especially if somebody works with Travis directly, I'll, I'll hear Travis often tell somebody, uh, you know, I don't think you need to mail that many. 
to start with? Why don't we test it first? Mm-hmm. Why don't we make sure and, and do it smaller to start with? And then if it works really well, and this is not necessarily dentist necessarily that he's saying this with. It's all kinds of businesses that he works with. But that's what I... Travis and I always talk about with our clients is before you you think something is a huge hit and spend a ton of money, a ton of time, a ton of resources on it, test it small. And that's one of the other great mm-hmm. things about direct mail is that you can test it small. Then if it works, you roll it out bigger. If it works again, you roll it out even bigger. I can tell you without question, my biggest marketing mistakes over my 40 years as a business owner have been when I thought something was an absolute no-brainer, this cannot lose, and I went and I spent a ton of money or resources or time on it, and it flopped. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. one of the things that that's, if anybody asks me, you know, Travis and I have been doing our, our weekly, not weekly, our monthly lunch meetings on marketing up here in the Seattle area for 14 years. We've never missed a month over 14 years of having these lunches that we do and we talk about marketing. And people ask me, you know, what are your biggest marketing mistakes? My biggest marketing mistakes is when I spent a lot of time, money, and resources before I tested it in a much smaller way. Um, I could have saved myself, well, over the years, hundreds of thousands of dollars on those mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, the good news is, right, that's what makes us get better is we learn, (laughs) we skin our knees sometimes, and then we go, well, now I know what not to do makes the rest of the marketing sharper. But I I think also you brought up a perfect example. I mean, dentists were, we do things based on research. If a new treatment showed up or a new implant showed up tomorrow, I'm not going to go get a thousand of my patients and tell them it's the best thing. I'm going to maybe test it out on one or two patients who know that it's a new treatment and they're willing and accepting of it. Or, you know, maybe a family member who's open to it, something like that. You know, I'm not going to just go tell everybody it's the best thing ever till I have a little bit of, of ground underneath me. And Dennis, we're busy. We want to see patients. And, you know, I know we're guilty of going, hey, uh, I think I need to do some marketing. This guy from XYZ Marketing called. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to pay him $5,000 a month. He's going to fix all my problems. And yeah. then when it doesn't work, we get frustrated. And then we say, well, I guess marketing doesn't work. And we really haven't given it a good chance. So I love your advice of testing small, finding what works and what doesn't work, and then building on that. Yeah, and that's one of the other big things that trying to say in marketing is you have to try a lot of stuff. You need to be willing to fail, but we'd be willing to fail without spending a ton of money on it. Okay, try a lot of different things if you can. Be wary of the people that come in and they want five, ten. $20,000 up front. Now, there's some people out there in the dental industry that I'm sorry, I just pissed off right now that are good friends of mine and their five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 upfront investments are very good in, in many cases. So I'm not saying don't do them. All I'm saying is be wary of it. And mm-hmm. if you can, try to test things out to see how they work um, before you spend a tremendous amount of money. Test it. If it fails miserably, drop it. If it's close, do you tweak it? Can you tweak it to make this work? Is there something you can do to tweak it to make it work? If it works great, (laughs) 
duplicate it and do it more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like you said, is you know you got to watch for heavy upfront costs because unless you have some experience with it, it's easy to get burned. And you know, I always try to get some references or testimonials of, of some of their past clients I can call, and also just make a quick back of the envelope projection on what the return would look like. We had a someone from one of the news stations call the other day because we've been on the news a few times. And someone called and said, hey, they got the new guy, the new sales rep in. He's making some offer for us to be on the news and pay XYZ amount. And I thought, he called a couple times and, and one of my team members came to me who said, hey, he keeps calling. He really wants us to do that. And I said, I bet he does. <laughs> get his check, you know, but I'm like, you need to come to me with some projected math first so we can decide if that's a good place to spend our money or if we should spend it somewhere else. Cause you always need to be investing in marketing in your practice, but it's a matter of, do I put it in bucket A, B, C, all, you know, some and all of it, you know, and I always like to focus on things that work best first. And then if there's anything left over, then we can, we can dabble and test those other areas. Exactly. So what do you think for Dennis? One thing I've noticed is practice owners, you know, we wake up one day and go, hey, I want to grow the practice. I think the answer is I need more new patients. So then we say we want to mail or email or social media to a bunch of people. But I found that a lot of times that gold mine is already there. I mean, working on building the relationships with patients we already have, people who we haven't seen for a while, you know, just reaching out, even a phone call followed up with a letter or lumpy mail, you know, direct TV. I haven't been a customer of theirs for years and I've even moved since, but still a couple times a year I get these enticing envelopes. They'll look like an invitation to an event or they'll look like a Valentine and they hopefully know their numbers because they're still chasing me knowing that if they do that to X number of thousands of former clients, you know, enough percentage are going to call them. It makes it worth sending that out. So, what could you tell listeners of, you know, mailing internally and what kind of things work well or what kind of things people could look for to mailing to their internal list? Yeah, the, without question, the, uh, your internal list is your best list, without a doubt. You're going to get a better response, I think, and you're going to get a way better response. Now, this one's a little hard to measure, but I'm a huge fan of monthly newsletters. It doesn't have to be much to it. It can be very simple. It can go out and keep in in touch with your customers that can be done either internally or you can hire people to do those a, a great resource for that is you know him to me and you both but i've lost his name now sean buck at um oh well oh yeah the newsletter maybe, pro newsletter pro yeah, yeah. News, newsletter pro he does a great job on that kind of stuff i think that's a great way to um to spend some of your money. I think that your list, without question, your internal list, your people who have done business with you previously, your patients, are your best people to market to. You market to other people after that, and you make sure that that internal list doesn't forget about you. And that's where a monthly newsletter can come in. Even every other month, I know Sean is really big on it, being at newsletter pro every month but keeping in touch with your customers making sure they know what you're doing i think and the other thing is making sure that your people know that that your internal patients that are already using you understand everything that you have in your quiver if you will i've never gotten anything about teeth whitening with from my dentist never ever right. <laughs> but yet i use crest white right. strips once in a while and i'm not happy with yeah. them 
but I've never gotten so if, anything if, from them on teeth whitening. And I don't know yeah, why so I've not asked something when else I've been comes there. Your desk, if another dentist puts something across your desk that looks like a great whitening option, you may go there instead for the whitening, and then your dentist would yeah, go, well, hey, fact, I think there's, why, I think why there's you get whitening with us? And, yeah. I think there's people that do whitening that aren't even dentists anymore. They do it out of wherever. Right. It's like, oh, if it was convenient, right. yeah, and they sent me something, yeah, I'll do it. But all my dentist has to do is say, hey, take a look at, you know, the reality is that my front of my teeth is mostly because of missing a tooth that never grew in and some other things uh, out of my first five teeth. I think three of them are crowns. The two that are yellower are not the crowns. So they could, if they got me back to where my crown was when I had it put in 20 years ago or whatever, I would like my look better. They've never mentioned it. I don't. Sure. I go in for my stuff and I don't think of it either and it just never gets done. Making sure they know what you do offer, what you can offer, making sure that those people that aren't coming in on when they should uh, are notified and a lot of times that's via phone call, but phone call followed up by a, you might be, again, it's, what's cool about this is you can test it really easy. You could be continue to do your phone call, but you could also test those who don't follow up, who don't book from the phone call of getting a little round to it. And it's a wooden coin. It says to it on it, T-U-I-T. It's a round to it. And you could easily send that out to your people that need to be coming back who haven't been back. And it could be something as simple as, you know, things get busy and we all got all kinds of things. And maybe you haven't gotten a round to it to come in and get your, uh, and for your appointment. Well, now that you have a round to it, there's no excuse any longer. It's fun. It's entertaining a little bit. They're going to show, I'll tell you what, the other thing too is that when you're doing lumpy mail, when you're doing 3D mail, often the the little thing, the little tchotchke that you send them gets, sticks around the house. The neighbor comes over and they're like, what's this round to it? What's this round to it? Believe it or not, that's from Dr. Da-da-da-da-da. What's this worry, though? Well, I need to go in and I really need to have this done with Dr. Da-da-da-da-da, but I haven't got it done, so he sent me the worry doll. Okay. Or, or maybe it's an x-ray. It's, it's not a real x-ray, of course. It's actually just uh, the transparent film, the, the stuff that goes through your copy. Oh, we yeah. Do x-ray. It's like a negative. We do yeah. x-ray letters. Yeah. So on the outside of it, the envelope says, X-ray, film enclosed, please, you know, do not bend. And they open it up and, and it says, here's an actual smile from one of Dr. Williams' patients after he da 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 And it's just fun thing. So make some fun with it. And then again, the biggest thing, though, too, then is, is to go back and measure your results. If it works, do it again. If right. it doesn't work, you don't do it again. It's pretty simple. Well, I think, uh, you know, if our listeners didn't, write down at least five or six gold nuggets from this podcast that I think they need to go back and listen because you're a wealth of knowledge and experience and I think small businesses and private practices really can really capitalize on this kind of thing because we have the advantage of relationships with our patients that larger businesses or corporate dental practices don't have is you know we know people by name we know about their family we know who they are and so it means a lot when we reach out to them and we have what we call a relationship marketing action plan and, you know, lumpy mail and uh, newsletters. Staying in touch with our patients is, is really, you know, one of, if not the most important parts of setting that up. So um, we'll, uh, we'll have to have you back. You know, we didn't have time today, but you also have a personal development 
system that I think is excellent for dental practices. So if you're open to it, we'll have you back on the podcast in the future, Keith, and we can go more into that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. That You know it. You invested in it with me and uh, all designed yeah. to make sure that your practice continues to grow and you as the business owner, you don't have to end up doing everything. And not only not doing everything, but making sure that your team is really involved with helping you grow your practice. A lot of dentists that I start working with, they are, their team, sometimes they're coming in and they're like, their biggest problem is their team. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. Your biggest resource should be your team. Your biggest right. asset should be your team. And uh, if it's not, it can be. So that's what I do now. 3D mail is mostly my son's business. So we'll, we'll talk about that sometime too, Tyler. Yes, that'd be great. I know it's been great. You know, and just like you said, your team members are really even more important than your patients because they are the ones who serve your patients and they're the ones who make the practice run and grow. And, and I know we love the, the personal development interview system. We do them every week and it really helps hold team members accountable. So we'll leave a little bit of suspense for our listeners. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you have a couple books. Tell, you know, listeners if, if they didn't want to wait and they want to read one of your books about the personal development system or they want to get in touch with you, how they would do that. Here's the first thing. Since we talked about 3D mail, first thing to do is go to 3D, the number 3 and the letter D, and then all one word, 3dmailresults.com, and get the uh, book from my son, Travis. It's totally free. He even pays the shipping. I don't do that on mine. <laughs> Go in there and get his cool. little book. It's, so, it's more like a booklet. It's not, it's not going to take you very long. It's, so it gives you a bunch of resources. Actually, it comes with some letters that you can actually just use, too. So go to 3dmailresults.com, get that from Travis. Best place to start with me, I would think, would be to go to thehappycustomerhandbook.com. That's a good place to start with me, anyhow. Thehappycustomerhandbook.com. It's um, 57 Secrets to creating great customer service. And, oh, well, sorry, we're talking about dentists here. You should go get my book for dentists only, too. <laughs> you should get my dental book. Go to Dental Practice Staff Development. Dental Practice Staff Development. All one word, dentalpracticestaffdevelopment.com. And on the right-hand side, you can uh, request my book, How to Create a Highly Productive Staff that Increases Patient Retention and Referral. So that's the staff stuff. Cool. I know I read one or two of your books before I, I uh, invested in the full system, and that really got the wheels turning, and there's some real good nuggets in those that we were able to implement right away. And then when we got the system, that just uh, poured gas on a good fire for us. So. That's great. Um, what's the number someone wants to reach your, reach your office? Because you guys do have, we've used, you know, you can do done-for-you mail systems too where we could, you know, practice owners can either buy the parts and pieces mm -hmm. from you to send the mail or uh, we've worked with Tara at your office and she can yep. actually fulfill and mail those directly. How would a listener uh, reach Tara or your office if they wanted to get in touch Okay, they can way? go on the website there, but uh, here's a phone number for the office also, 888 250 one eight three four eight 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 two five zero one eight three four. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, Keith, great to talk with you and connect with you again. And thank you so much for taking some of your valuable time and sharing this with our listeners. And we will have you back to go more into the personal development interview. Good enough. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks.
For more growth tools and to unlock access to weekly practice building tips, visit yourpracticegrowth.com and subscribe to our free weekly email today.